Today's episode of Theoretically Speaking features real-world evidence experts from Cardinal Health, Alexandrina Balanian, Parisa Ascari-Sabet, and Danielle Gentile, who will be discussing the problems caused by lack of diverse representation in clinical trials and how recent findings in RWE may help. Thanks for being here today. Let's get started. What is the problem we are facing today with the lack of diversity in clinical trials, and how does it contribute to health disparities? Clinical trials are meant to study treatments for the population as a whole, but their findings are based on data from about the 5% of us or so who actually participate. And this is a largely homogeneous group. About 85% are white, and the proportions of women, children, and older adults having the diseases being studied are not adequately represented in the trials. So potential risks and adverse events that are more common in these populations won't be studied. And this contributes to health disparities in many ways. For example, underrepresented populations tend to be in under-resourced communities. They may be more likely to have comorbidities and unhealthy exposures and behaviors leading to treatment-related adverse events, and not having regular access to quality health care increases emergency department use. Also, many clinical trials are federally funded, so our tax dollars are wasted when they end early because they can't enroll enough participants. And along with higher mortality, worse patient outcomes, and lost work productivity, This costs hundreds of billions of dollars every year. And on top of all of this, socioeconomic status is a sensitive topic because patients may hesitate to self-report financial hardship, which more often correlates with non-white race, female sex, and older age. So clinical trial coordinators try to recruit patients whom they think will meet the strict study criteria and have the interest, understanding, and financial means to participate which is how we get the underrepresented samples in most clinical trials today. Thanks for breaking that down for us, Alex. How can real-world data help with this problem then? And what are some of the limitations of real-world data when it comes to this problem? Real-world evidence is a great supplement to randomized control trial data because it involves real patients in real-world settings who are truly receiving that treatment without the guise of a randomized control trial having such strict definitions of who can participate. So the main limitation of real-world evidence is that we're not able to randomly assign patients to different treatments. So it's less possible to isolate the treatment effect. In real-world evidence, we have many confounders that are influencing the treatment effect. So those are some of the limitations of real-world evidence. Okay. Cardinal Health Real-World Evidence and Insights recently completed a study comparing RWE, randomized clinical trials, and surveillance epidemiology and end results, or SEER, national cancer registry data. Danielle, could you elaborate next on what you wanted to learn from this study? Sure. So some background on the study is that we had three different sources of data. So the first source was real-world evidence data, and that was matched to the closest randomized control trial comparator. 
using the eligibility criteria of the randomized controlled trial. And the third comparator is the SEER registry database. So the SEER data serves as a comparator for the U.S. population, although as a proxy for the U.S. population. So when we compared those three sources, we found that in general, people who were within the real-world evidence data tended to be older and more ethnically and racially diverse than those who are participating in randomized controlled trials. Okay, great explanation. Thank you. With the, those results in mind, what do you think that is the next step for using real-world evidence to overcome lack of diversity in clinical trials? And what should sponsors keep in mind when leveraging RWE? Um, so real-world data um, can help overcome this uh, issue of lack of diversity in two distinct ways, I believe. Uh, one, uh, with providing supplementary evidence uh, when diversity is an issue. Uh, and two, with providing means to improve the diversity in clinical trials. Real-world data uh, is uh, more representative of target population uh, for medical treatments, and um, generating evidence from this data can help us overcome limitations of clinical trials and understand how well or poorly treatments are working in real life. We can understand the safety and um, uh, adverse events more clearly, and uh, once we identify these ra uh, rare um, adverse events that were not identified in clinical trials, we can uh, plan to prevent them uh, from happening. And uh, this can uh, reduce the uh, emergency room visits, reduce the hospitalization, and eventually reduce the healthcare uh, costs. We can uh, also understand whether treatment effect is any different across racial ethnic groups, male versus female, across age groups uh, and other um, sub, um, and other subgroups. Deeper understanding of these uh, treatment uh, heterogeneity, it creates opportunities for research and hypothesis generation, and ultimately it will um, Im um, improve the innovation. And uh, real-world evidence can uh, also be used uh, to find, um, used to improve the diversity in clinical trials. Uh, we can use it to uh, find centers that have more diverse patients, and this is more important in a rare disease area. And um, this can uh, also Im improve the recruitment of the patients, which, uh, as Alex mentioned, it is an issue in clinical trials. And uh, one day of uh, extended clinical trials costs significantly, um, and this can be used to um, uh, improve the recruitment of the patients. Okay, thank you so much for that breakdown as well. Any final key takeaways that you would like to share with us? I can go first. My key takeaway is that while randomized control trials are still the gold standard because they're able to assign patients randomly to different conditions so that we can isolate that treatment effect, Real-world evidence is an excellent supplement because it allows us to see how well the treatment is working in the real world with patients of all kinds, especially those, those patients who are diverse, which are needed within randomized control trials. And I've got one. So underrepresentation in clinical trials hurts all of us, not only the patients who are underrepresented. 
Um, I would say that diversity in clinical trials means uh, diversity in all aspects. Uh, this would be diversity in uh, race and ethnicity, sex, age, health status, socioeconomic status, and all other aspects that may affect the health outcome. Okay, thank you all so much for your insights today. It was such a pleasure to have you join us. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Theoretically Speaking and that you'll tune in to future episodes where we chat with pharma value, evidence, and access experts. Don't forget to subscribe. Mm-hmm.